0: Welcome to All Roads 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time and your ticket is waiting. All aboard, all roads lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson.
1: Greetings and thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson, award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. It is a self-help book that I hope to inspire others who are on their journey towards success, to never give up on your dreams and how to recognize behavioral problems. My focus is my mission statement to create a partner to create a quality of life by establishing partnerships with corporations donors sponsors volunteers and the community and abroad i want to welcome my special guest today mr steve martali who started as a civil engineer then became a life coach Today, he runs a successful marketing agency that helps entrepreneurs build their businesses. Steve has 1.5 million plus views on his YouTube channel and is known for his seven day manifestation experiment. At last, I thank you for giving me this interview chance, Steve, and welcome to the show.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. You are so welcome.
1: So tell me, where um, where are you located and where did you
0: grow up? So uh, right now I'm actually located very close to the city I grew up in, which is about Sudbury, Ontario in Canada, which is about 300 miles north of Toronto.
1: Okay. I've been to Quebec, and this was years ago. I think I was like around about... 23 years old and I tell you it was very very exciting I had a very good time it's always different when you visit another country and you can really um, get to know what the culture is like so I really did enjoy that so and it's cold up there huh
0: right now it is yeah my wife and I actually spend a lot of time in the U.S. Uh, last year we were in the United States for about 11 months So yeah, we, we still, right now we're in, you caught me at a time when I'm in Canada right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I'm gonna get right to it. And here you are. You were a mechanical engineer. So my question to you, you did a leap. And what inspired you to become who you are today as a life coach? Oh
0: my goodness. Okay, so, Back in 2005, so what, 17 years ago, what we did is, I was working as an engineer at that point for maybe five years, and what happened was, is that I had this massive void inside, this massive hole, and I'd... uh, had decided that I needed to do something about it. And you know what's really interesting is I had two supervisors in this job as I was working in downtown Toronto as a mechanical engineer. And I would walk into one meeting with one of my supervisors again another engineer and he would say okay these are all the priorities for all the projects that we're going to work on for the next 12 months, the next year. And then I would walk into that meeting literally like 15 minutes later in another meeting to my other supervisor who was also an engineer and he goes okay Here's all the priorities for the projects we're going to be working on the next year. And it was a totally different list. And so because I had the disease to please, I was looking for happiness on the outside. I was doing things to make other people happy. What happened was this was driving me nuts. And so it was (laughs) serendipitous because at the same time, it also got me to look at, okay, well, what is happiness really and what? It made me rethink my belief or what I thought was the thing that was making me happy, which was this, this disease to please. So at that point, when I, again, 2005, I started reading books. One of the first ones I read was Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins and Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And then that kind of led me in a different direction as I started to take more trainings and started to get into a path where I was aligned with people that were, they were excited about life and they felt alive. And so over a period of about 12 to 18 months after that, I got this idea, well, I could start a coaching business, even though I had no idea how to do that.
1: Wow. And
0: what I ended up doing is I went up to the president of the company I was working with, and I said, Dennis, I said, I'm going to be starting this coaching business, and I'm going to quit. And and he comes up to me, and he gives me a, a big hug, which was totally unexpected. And then at that point, I, uh, he said, you know, we can work contracts while we're, you know, you're trying to figure your income out and you can work part time. And so I started consulting with them part time. Then that ran out four months later. And then what happened was I had to really figure out this business and I spent about a year and a half in the business, didn't make much money. I just didn't have the business skills. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up going back working in an engineering job. But this is the key thing. As I said, if I'm going to go back, and work as an engineer again, and again, this is around 2008, 9 around the financial great crisis, great great financial crisis. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. That's fine. But I'm going to do a job that makes me happy. I'm not just going to do a job to do a job to pay the bills. And so what I decided to do was, and this is where the seven day manifestation experiment, the original idea came from. I was like, okay, I'll just wake up. I, I had this, Innate understanding that there was a higher power creator, something that would work on my behalf, this creative force. And so what I would do is I would visualize myself working in this job, feeling the feelings as if I was in this new job, and uh, being happy. And I did that for about three weeks, applied to a couple jobs. Nothing really happened. And then about three weeks later, my wife and I were driving up to our home which, again, was, like I said, 300 miles north of Toronto. And as we're driving home, a recruiter calls us, and the recruiter says, hey, you know, there's this new position, and they're looking for an engineer, and so they want to meet you this weekend. So on a Saturday, I end up, uh, we're driving home for the Canadian Thanksgiving. On a Saturday, I drive over to this business owner. He interviews me. We hit it off. And uh, a week and a half later, I had a $10,000 signing bonus and this new job that was honestly one of the best jobs that I'd ever had. Wow! Now, so it's, it was quite a journey. And, and that was around 2000, 2000, 2005 to 2009, just that kind of period of my life.
1: Wow. How exciting. So tell me, you wrote a book. What inspired yeah. you to write your book, Seven Day Manifestation?
0: Uh, you said Pamela, what inspired me to write the book? Yes, your book. Tell us about your book. So what actually happened is I'm working as this engineer in this new job, but I'm also still doing my coaching on the side. And I got this one client back in twenty eleven, a British uh gentleman who was um uh, he was part of a band. I I think he played the guitar. And so his name, his name was Peter and Peter and I were having a conversation and he was, it was around November, actually right around kind of this time of year, going to Christmas, you know, there's people are spending a lot of money and he just like felt like financially broke. He felt like, you know, th- business wasn't going as good as it could be and he just didn't feel like things were going his way. And so what I said to him, I said, okay, let's do an experiment for the next week. All I want you to do is surrender to whatever shows up. And just pick three things you want to sh- see show up. But they got to be believable to you. And when I mean believable, it's like, you know, if um, 10 out of 10 is like someone, uh you know, buys me a coffee at the regular coffee shop that I go or the Starbucks, then, you know, a 1 out of 10 is, you know, I'm going to win the, mi- the $10 million jackpot this week. And I wasn't like picking something that was a 1 out of 10, but something high on the believability scale, like an 8 out of 10 or higher. So he picked three things. He said, "Um, I would like someone to buy me uh, a pint or a beer at the pub that I go to every week. Number two, I'd like someone to cook dinner for me, but I'm not attached to who it is. And number three, I want to win the card game that I have every Thursday with the guys. So four days later, he sends me an email back and he says, number one, the chair of a committee he was on asked if he wanted a pint at the pub and bought him one. Number two, the same night when he got home from the pub, The partner, the woman he was living with, prepared a delicious dinner. And number three, he won the card game on Thursday. In fact, he consistently got good cards all night. So after he did the experiment, this changed his belief about what was possible. And I decided, well, why don't I share this on my blog and on my YouTube channel? And I did in 2013. It was like two years later, I decided to do a video on this. And then that video got 460,000 views. I, I think it's close to that now. And I was like, this is a book. I've got to write the book version of this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was published in September of this year.
1: Okay. Wow. Now that, that is, that is exciting. So, so Steve, you say, if you want to create something new, You must go inside and make changes at the level of reality. Please, please elaborate a little bit more about that.
0: Okay. So the basic premise is that like we've been trained that if we want to, there's, and and again, this is training, but we've been trained that if you want to get something in business or life, you have to make changes on the outside. You know, you got to go to the gym. You got to eat right. You got to, you got to, maybe manipulate or do things in a certain way on the outside. You've got to take action on those things. And those are important. I'm not denying the you know, that those are things are important. All I'm saying as a big part of the book is that what we're doing for a big part is we're looking at the outside. We're putting our internal focus on the outside, and we're expecting it to change even though our focus is on the outside. We're looking at our bank account. And we're expecting that to change, but we're looking right at it, which is giving our focus to what already is. And so when you do that, you get more of what already is. And the example I give in the book is if you are uh, printing out your resume to apply for a job or just to give someone that resume, you, what you do is you go into your computer, you pull up the file, you print the file, and it comes out as a physical piece of paper. And that physical piece of paper, you notice, oh, there's an error on it. Your name's misspelled, so there's a comma in the wrong spot. So you go back, and you white out that physical error. Then what a lot of us are doing is we're going back to the digital file, and we're hitting print again, even though we haven't made the digital changes. And we print the file out again, and we look at our printer, and we're like, oh, the error's still there. So what we're trying to do is we're making the changes by whiting out things when the real copy of us that's being manifested in physical form is a digital one. And that's what I'm saying is we're focusing on the outside, expecting a different result. This is what Peter was doing is like, well, what if we went inside even for five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day to change the digital copy of what we want to see manifest? and then see what the results were. And that's why that seven-day manifestation took off because people started getting results from just making that one small change.
1: Wow. So, and you also say, purchasing your book, Seven-Day Manifestation, you will learn how to develop empowering self-confidence. Tell me a little bit about that because that right there was an eye-opening for me. Well, you know,
0: one of the the results of... And I always tell someone, like, you can try this. There's three steps to it. You can go to watch the YouTube video of the the same name, Seven Day Mm -hmm. Manifestation Experiment, and try it. It's a 10-minute video. Mm -hmm. What will happen is one of two things. You try the process on, and you're willing to explore new... You have to be willing to explore new ways of doing things. And if you're not willing to, then... I mean, I can't help you. No one else can either. You've got to be open and willing. And, and the reason I say that, Pamela, is because when I had decided back in you know t- 2006 that I was going to leave my paying job to start a coaching business, that whole journey started for, by a willingness to look at new, a new way of the world n- with new information. And so the willingness needs to be there first. A willingness to do something different. Once you have that willingness, what happens in a lot of cases is you're trying on something new. And if it doesn't work, what will happen is you can always have your old life back. Like, that's always an option, right? But for a lot of people, what happened is when they discovered that by making this small change to their, you know, routine, daily routine about what they want to create and physically pull into being, what they discovered is a newfound confidence that they affect the world, and the world doesn't necessarily always affect them. And that's the starting, because what how you realize from this newfound confidence is that, that it's your the image that you have in your mind's eye is how you create and physically pull into being your reality, your physical reality. And when you realize that, it's very empowering, and it gives you a new sense of confidence that you can create your dream, that you can have the career you want, that you can be in a happy relationship. And and that's where the confidence comes from, that experiential change, from trying something that you were maybe not willing to do in the past, or maybe didn't even know was an option or a possibility for you.
1: Now, I agree to that. That is uh, that is very enlightening. Thank you so much. But I do have a question. I know some of my questions may all sound the same. But this question here is that I would like to ask personally. I want to. Okay. Manifest. I want to manifest. However, I do have some limited beliefs. I have experienced in the past, sometimes it makes me doubt. I, I I have to be honest. It makes me doubt. What do I need to do to overcome the limited beliefs?
0: Great question. Um, it really depends what the limiting belief is. So I'll give you a really good example. I talked to a gentleman yesterday, um, and we were talking about how he was like, income is always the same Lovely. He's a, he's a self-employed. Um, and so when we were talking, I said, okay, well, what happens? He goes, actually, there have been times when I like a lot of money and a lot of new clients come in. But then it like goes back down to this kind of reset level. And so I said to him, okay. I said, what happens when you get a bunch of new clients? He goes, well, what ends up happening is I do a lot of phone calls and then I get burned out. And I said, oh, that's interesting. So you're getting burned out. And he said, yeah. And he goes, what I do is then I kind of, you know, unintentionally wish for less clients and then the money goes down, but I feel burnt out. Okay. And so I said to him, I said, it sounds like there's a, you have a limiting belief where, and a lot of people have this, is that if you wish for something too big, that you won't be able to handle it. And, um, and what I can tell you from my point of view of the world is that the reason we're on this conversation is because you're needed, Pamela, and I need it. If you weren't needed, you wouldn't exist. Okay? Yeah. And the reason I say that is because if the creator is working through all of us through, for our creative expression, so that the all that is can experience itself at its full potential, then it does that you know, partially through human beings experiencing their uh, their reality. So, if we weren't here to experience something, then we wouldn't be needed. And if we weren't needed, we wouldn't exist. So, the the reason we do exist is because we are needed. So, if you believe that, okay, that makes sense. I believe I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. I'm either living my purpose or I'm not. We have free will to choose. No one's going to enforce that or interfere with that. However, if you are feeling that you're living on purpose, but you believe that if you pick something too big, you won't be able to handle it, then that's a limiting belief. It's coming from some an aspect of you that doesn't believe that you can handle it. And what I can tell you is that the universe is perfect. The creator is perfect. It doesn't make mistakes. Like the fact that we're talking, the fact that you exist and that I exist and whoever's listening to exist, you're here because it's not a mistake. Just like when you get a lot of good things coming to you, they will come at the perfect time because the creator does not make mistakes. So if you get something coming into your life that makes you feel overwhelmed, what it's there is maybe it's there to teach you a lesson or teach you you need to set boundaries or teaching you to... You know, you have to make adjustments of how you run your business so that you don't get overwhelmed and that you can serve more. It's not to stop working with more people. It's to reorganize your life so that you can learn what you learn from that. So what I'm saying is, from one vantage point, the limiting belief is, well, if I, I can't think too big because it's, I won't be able to handle it. And the other side of that is you can handle anything, and everything shows up on purpose because the universe, the creator, doesn't make mistakes. I don't know if that answers your question, panel, but that's one way to look at it.
1: Yeah, it does. And I must admit, and I'm so glad that I do not think that way. So me uh manifesting, because I'm not going to say I'm trying to. I am at this time. And what I'm manifesting is huge. I mean, it is huge. And I'm ready for it. So I do not believe that I'm overwhelmed from trying to manifest. However, it may be another disbelief that I feel like, oh, it's taking too long or (laughs) when is it going to happen? Universe, you know, or something like that. But you did answer my question and I thank you so much for that because that gives me clarity, of course. And I know we probably, you probably talked about this earlier, but I'm going to ask you again, because anytime when um people say that you can do this, you can manifest this and always have to ask, how do you train yourself once again so we can have clarity? How do you train yourself to focus on your inner being?
0: Great question. Okay. So yes, yeah, this is a new way of actually changing the the frequency, the vibration, the circumstance and conditions of your life. So how do you change your inner being? The best way to do it is to start in the morning when you first wake and you get into this state where like you get like you just wake up and you may have just come out of a dream. And so you're like consciously aware, but you're also very not in your body yet. Like you wouldn't move. You just feel sort of like in this very deep trance state. That is the perfect time to set an intention for the day. So you can say something as simple as, I am lucky. I am lucky. I am lucky. I talk about that in the book. That's one example. But you can be picturing something that you want to show up, you want to see, or you want to experience. And what you're doing is, You're setting the energy and the intent for the day in this deep subconscious state. And the reason that works really well, there's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is because when you're in that state, you're able to access the subconscious to set an intention. And what you're doing when you're setting an intention is you're giving instructions to the 50 trillion cells in your body. Now, when you give instructions to the 50 trillion cells in your body, those cells are like citizens of your body and so you're giving them instructions of how you want to experience the world from that point forward what most of us do is they wake up we go we grab you know we get ready for work we get a cup of coffee we maybe go on instagram or facebook and we're so we feel connected to the world but we don't intentionally create our day so the first thing is to actually set Intention to create your day, and then the second thing is is to follow your excitement during the day, and that's going to look different for everyone. And for some people, they might think, well, if I follow my excitement, that can be dangerous or unsafe or irresponsible. And what I'm going to tell you is that that is a uh, definitely a limiting way of looking at the world, because if you feel unsafe following your excitement then you've kind of missed the point of what you're here to do in this lifetime. You're here to follow your excitement. And that's what sets the wheels and the mechanics of reality and emotion in a much faster way, setting an intention and then following your excitement during the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. So I have another question for you. If you do not mind sharing. What was one of the things you wanted? How did you manifest what you wanted, and did you receive what you have manifested?
0: Ah, so good! Such a great question. <laughs> I'm going to use the I'm going to use the book as an example. Okay. Um, when I when I actually uh, decided to create the book, it's like I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to do it. I had actually finished the first draft in 31 days, okay? And uh, once I finished the first draft, that was in May of this year. In June, I went to editing. That was about four weeks. But the whole time, I, this is the key, is that when I was following my excitement to create the book, I wasn't attached to the outcome. I wasn't like it's going to make millions of dollars or it's are going to sell millions of copies. I was just like the whole time. I was just like, I just want to get this information into as many hands as possible. Now, if I got a couple clients from it or sold a few copies, I, that would have been happy. But I didn't have a number in mind. It was more purely about the excitement of creating. That's it. The fall, the excitement of creating. So when I got to the book being published in September, I was like, okay, now I'm going to market it. Start marketing. It. Like it sold a hundred copies so far since the beginning of September. Now, here's what was unexpected for me. That was all I was looking to do, is to get as many hands as, pop- as possible, get some reviews on Amazon, and, and, and for it to show up. However, I ended up uh, just yesterday talking to the third person who's read the book and has signed up as a client with me. Now, I kind of figured that I may get clients from this, but I, again, I wasn't fixed on, like, I need to make so much money. It was like It was just like more, I was just following the excitement of it. What I'm realizing is the book has become a way to grow another business, and uh, that's what's so exciting to me. So that's something where I intended to create something, and then it created, but I've got to be really clear about this. I had no attachment to the outcome, no attachment of when it was going to show up. There were delays throughout the process where we went to the editing. The editing took longer. And then, or like, you know, we had to format the book for Amazon and that took like three or four weeks longer than I expected. But the whole time I was like, okay, I finished the book. I was excited doing it and there's nothing else for me to do there. Like it's in other people's hands. So at this point, I've got to go back and give myself my own advice. Well, what is, what, where else can I follow my excitement? So what I ended up doing is focusing on this other business that I'm also involved in and coming up with new ways to craft the offer and other things that were exciting to me about that, new ways of marketing that business. So while this is all happening, and that's why I believe it's really important to have like a few things that you're working on that are using your creative space because at some point that one thing will no longer need your attention. It will get taken care of on its own. The reason we get attached is we forget that it will get taken and there's a higher self to us. You know, there's a higher self that is also part of your being that figures out all the details of how you want to show up to show up. What we need to do with our physical minds is surrender to this higher self and have a really comfortable and confident understanding that whatever the higher self has in mind for us, it will show up to us in perfect timing. And again, to keep it real simple, it's just about again, going back to following your excitement. And, and that's one example. Um, I, I, I could probably think of others, but that's one that I'm probably the most proudest of.
1: Yeah, you manifested. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. You are a good life coach, I must admit. <laughs> so I know we're headed up for time, but tell, tell us how can someone purchase your book? and or your services?
0: Probably the easiest thing is that if you enjoyed what we've been talking about today, you can go to Amazon, Amazon in Italy, like Amazon in Europe, anywhere, Australia, Canada, and you can get the English version of the book. It's in soft cover, hard cover, uh, PDF if you want it, and there's an audible version, and with a five minute sample if you're interested. I think it's of chapter two. Um, those are the best ways to get the book. Once you get the book, you will get a free resource from me in the book. It's a free meditation, and uh, I send that out separately. But that meditation will get you on my email list. And then if you want to chat with me one-on-one at any point, you can do that through uh, that correspondence through the email.
1: Okay. Sounds good. And, Steve, is there anything else you would like to say before
0: we go? The only thing would be is because you mentioned something earlier, and I think this would resonate with someone who's listening to this. You mentioned about, like, it, not necessarily if it's you or whoever it is, but it's taking too long. And i got to come back to this because if you, if you really appreciate that the higher mind, this other aspect of you, because what most people don't understand is they think or maybe they perceive that they're just a human being. And what I've got to say is that this human being, this meat suit, this this physical avatar that we have, is just a vehicle for our spirit to to create and have experiences in the human form. And if you can appreciate that, that's only one dimension of your experience, and then another dimension. And a good example is when you dream, you can visit. Far off planets, you can visit and have other experiences. You can be other people. And if you've ever had the experience of flying, you know what I'm talking about where you're having the experience of doing something completely different with what you physically identify with. If you understand that those experiences are happening all the time, these we'll call out of world experiences or other dimensionally experiences, there's a higher mind that works at that level and it's got all the details down. The key thing to remember is if you're in the experience or the feeling of, man, this is taking too long and you feel impatient, what the opportunity is, is to recognize that the the physical mind is not responsible for getting all the details done. The higher mind is, this other dimension. And if you can surrender to that and be like, okay, my only job is to follow my excitement And that's all you need to do. And then the synchronicities will speed things up for you. And when I, when I, when I say the synchronicities will speed up, if you follow your excitement, what happens is the mechanism of the creator of the universe is the most efficient. What do I mean by that? Well, I finished the first draft in my book in 31 days. Why? Because I had no attachment to the outcome and I was following my excitement. I didn't need to, I wasn't like, oh, I need to make money from this. I need to sell it. I was like, I'm just going to follow my excitement and we'll see where it leads. If you can come from that place, what happens is it appears perceptually to speed time up so that things happen faster than what you originally thought. I've talked to a lot of people, over a hundred people over the last, over the last five, six months have told me, Some of them have been thinking about writing a book for six, seven years. Some people have been writing it for 10 years. Why is it taking so long? I don't know. Maybe they're not following their excitement. And so that's what I'm saying is follow your excitement and then things will fall into place for you. If you get to a place where you take action, you take action, and then all of a sudden you notice that you've followed your excitement and everything as best you can, and you're not excited about that anymore, then go to the next thing. Go to the next thing and keep following your highest excitement. That's about it.
1: Great advice, great advice. Thank you so much. I look forward to purchasing the book, and I thank you for joining me. And I hope to have you back again, maybe on your next awesome. book or your next adventure. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. <laughs> so yes, you have a beautiful day, and you heard it, you guys. Get that book, Seven Day Manifestation. Okay, Steve. You have a beautiful day, and thank you so much for joining me.
0: You too. Thanks, we
1: We're going to take a break, and we will be right back.
0: BBS Radio.
1: Greetings and welcome back to BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max Radio. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson, with my special guest today, Pastor Bill Jenkins. With the new year quickly approaching, everyone is looking for resources and tools to create resolutions that will, in turn, help them have a successful upcoming year. Pastor Bill Jenkins states, it takes a unique approach by dissecting the number 23 in the Bible and allowing the scriptures that reference the number 23 to forecast what we can expect the new year to bring and what we need to do to have a successful and prosperous new year. At last, I thank you for giving me this interview chance, Pastor Jenkins, and welcome to the show.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. So good to be with you and uh, looking forward to the time we have together today.
1: Yes, sir. You are an apostle of God. You say, Pastor, that you take the toughest passages of the scripture and you explain them in a practical and applicable way. Please elaborate how you are able to preach God's Word.
0: Well, you know, it's kind of like you need a professional. You need somebody who's trained to do certain things. You know, if you needed heart surgery, you wouldn't just find somebody off the street to perform it. You wouldn't just go to somebody who's never done it before, hadn't, you know, participated in, in knowing anything about it. And so it's the same way with the Scripture. You need a professional. You need somebody to... Uh, you know, know the Word, who has been seasoned, who has been around, who knows how to study, who has been taught and been trained, educated, if you will, to take these scriptures, break it down in such a way. You know, so many people read the Word, but they don't understand the Word. So my job as, you know, a teacher of the Word, a student of the Word, a lover of the Word is to break down some tough passages of Scripture so that you can understand it so that you can really begin to apply those things to your heart and to your life. I believe that if you're going to apply the Word, you got to understand the Word. If you don't understand the Word, there's no way you can apply it. You won't even like it. You won't even love reading it until you begin to understand the Word. And so that's what I like to do is break it down for you in such a way for you to, uh, you know, uh just enjoy it and love it and want more of the Word of God.
1: Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. So, Pastor Jenkins, tell me about how you dissect the number 23 in the Bible and what we need to do to have a successful and prosperous new year, which we're coming up in 2023.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been doing this for quite a while, you know, uh like 10, 15 years. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 10 or chapter 2, verse 2, that we're to write the vision, make it clear so that they that read it can run with it. So I take that seriously. I take that literally, if you will. And I write a book every year based upon that particular number that is important uh, and connects to that year. So obviously this year is 23. The number 23 is only mentioned five times in the Bible. Think about that. There's 31,102 verses in the Bible, but it's only mentioned 20 or it's only mentioned five times, the number 23. And so what I do is I look at the books of the Bible. There's 66 books in the Bible. Only 20 of them have a chapter 23. There's 1,189 chapters in the Bible, but only 14 references to a chapter 20 and a verse 23. So I look at those and I let it sort of tell me what it says. Like, I'm not trying to tell God what he wants. I'm not trying to tell people what I think that God wants. I'm just going by the scriptures that refer to that number twenty three. Now think about it. You know, I studied the Bible for years. Thirty years I've been in ministry. Uh there came a point in my life where I got a little tired, a little bored of the usual ways of studying the Bible. You know, no offense to God, (laughs) you know, no offense to other pastors or people, but I got a little bored. So I began to ask the Lord for a new way to study the Bible. And and I begin to realize that every scripture had words in it that meant something. For instance, colors, names, places, people, even numbers in the Bible. When they're mentioned, they have a specific uh, purpose. And so what I like to do is find out what that purpose is and then connect the dots, if you will, and allow God to release the vision He wants to for this year. And so number 23 is not mentioned a lot, only five times in scripture, but when we look at chapter twenty threes in the Bible, you know, chapters that have a twenty in it, we find out exactly what God wants for us for the coming year. We're not just picking this out of nowhere, we're not just throwing something and hoping it's different. allowing scripture to find to us what expectations of us are in twenty twenty three. Right.
1: So tell us about your church, Destiny Land Christian
0: Center. Yeah, Destiny Land Christian Center is a new church in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And, uh, we, uh, just opened like right before the COVID hit. And, um, you know, we hadn't had a chance to really invite people to come to church. And so once COVID started to subside, we started inviting people. I had a large ministry in Indianapolis, Indiana, but the Lord told me, he said, give it all up. He said, I want you to go. I had three boys, a wife and a little dog. We moved from Indianapolis to California with absolutely nothing to start this church. And so God's really begin to move and open up doors and allow us to be a witness and share the gospel and really, you know, be the kind of church that we want to be allowing the Lord to lead the way in everything that we do. You know, this book, The Prophetic Almanac for 2023, is is one of those ways that we use to release a vision to the body of Christ. Not just my specific church, but to the body of Christ. And we do that because the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. And so we want to give you that vision. We want to give you direction. We know that God has expectations for us, and God wants us to expect certain things from Him as well. And the Bible declares to us that we have a right to know. If we're searching out the Word, if we're finding... Uh, places to go and pursue the Lord with everything in our heart, we're going to have God speak to us and share with us and fulfill those visions that God has given us so that we can have a purpose in life. Every person has a purpose. You have a reason. You're still breathing because God is not done with you. And so the prophetic almanac that I do, including this one, the prophetic almanac for 2023, is designed for that, for my church, Des Christian Center, and the body of Christ to have something to shoot for, some uh, vision to grasp a hold of, and some purpose in order for them to fulfill for the coming year.
1: Wow. In your book, your new book, you said, we will learn a spiritual forecast for the United States in 2023. What do you mean by that?
0: Yeah, it's a fun part of the book where I take 50 states break it down into five regions and then really just give you some insight about every one of these uh states something to look forward to uh something to sort of, you know, maybe even hold me accountable to to make sure that, you know, uh I'm on the up and up that I'm, you know, doing what I need to do but we break these uh 50 states down into five regions. I have uh different regions that we uh, look at in the book and then, um, we talk about the book of the Bible for that region, the scripture for that region, the landmark to watch for that region, uh, the state to watch in that region, the major city to watch for. For instance, uh, when you look at, uh, the western region of the United States, most people probably don't know, but, uh, California is, uh, the 23rd largest, uh, you know, if it was a country, it'd be it would be larger than many countries that are out there. And so when we talk about California, um, it's one of those cities to watch. We talk about uh the key months for the year. We give you a prayer for the um region. And then every little state, for instance Alaska, protection, California, trust, Hawaii, Hope, Idaho, Boldness, Montana, Rejoice, Nevada, Unity. So we go through all fifty states give you a little word from the Lord, give you a little prayer, uh, something to watch for in that region, just give you specific things to pray for, to encourage you. You know, we need prayer in America. We need prayer for America more than ever before. And so I'm just trying to, uh, you know, maybe uh, excite you, give you some enthusiasm, give you something to look for, make it fun. You know, the book is only 110 pages, but it's filled with inspiration, information, and divine revelation. We talk about so many fun things. It's an easy read. People usually tell me when they start reading it, they can't put it down because it's so much fun. It's so enjoyable, and we keep it going. You know, I just don't write books to write books. That's not what I do. I only put things down that I feel is, uh, you know, important stuff, and so I get to the nitty-gritty. We get to the bottom line. I tell you everything uh, in all of these chapters to just, Uh, sort of stimulate you and to help you to renew your passion for the Lord.
1: Beautiful. That's beautiful. And I know I probably asked you this question um, earlier, but I'm going to ask again, how will the book release a spiritual vision for someone in their personal life?
0: Well, that's fine. That's a great question. One of the things that I do is I look at every chapter 23 that's in the Bible. And so there's 66 books in the Bible, but only 20 books of the Bible have a chapter 23. And so I look at that individual story that's in Genesis 23, and it talks about, you know, the, the death of Sarah and how there's a changing of the guard, if you will. Uh, in Exodus, I talk about how honesty is the best policy. In Leviticus 23, uh it talks about the Feast of the Lord. And so in every little chapter, 23, I I give you a little devotional, if you will, just to give you some insight as to what's going on, and then correlate that with what's going on in 2023. Uh Numbers 23 is about how the devil cannot curse what God has blessed. If God has blessed you, don't worry about the devil. Don't be so uh devil conscious, be God conscious. Uh Deuteronomy 23 is about cleanliness is required and how we need to uh you know get some things out of our life and maybe get some good things into our life. Joshua 23 is about being faithful unto the end. First Samuel 23 is about having kingdom vision. Uh, second Samuel 23 is about appreciating your past. Think about that one. That's a great chapter because most of the time when we think about our past, we are regretful of our past. <laughs> you know, we're sad about our past. We bring up stuff bad about our past. But Second Samuel twenty three is about appreciating our past. And second Kings twenty three, we talk about praying for the politicians because whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter if you're Democratic or Republican, you have an obligation before the Lord in the Word of God to pray for the people that are in political office. And we Amen. can do that. Uh 1st yes. Chronicles 23 is about seeking to serve. 2nd Chronicles 23 is about renewing our commitment. Job 23 is about trusting when you don't understand. You know, sometimes we think we can only trust God when we understand, but true trust and faith is about uh when you don't understand. Psalm 23, the most famous psalm in the world, right? Is about Jesus being the good shepherd. Proverbs 23 is about curbing your appetites. Isaiah 23 is about walking in humility. Jeremiah 23 is about how God loves his sheep. Ezekiel 23 is about avoiding sin. Matthew 23 is about rejecting hypocrisy. Luke 23 is about crucifying our flesh. And Acts 23 is about um, making sure that, you know, we are... Uh, avoiding walking in lies, and always make sure that we're walking in the truth. And so every chapter 23, I break it down. The story is what it is. I can't make it up. It's there in the Word, and I just uh dissect it, if you will, just break it down to give you some idea of what to expect in 2023, things that you can do, very simple, apply it to your life so that you can be successful. God never intended us to be a uh, failure. Uh, we don't choose, we don't, uh, you know, we, we weren't born to lose. We choose to lose. And so I want you, if there's a choice between winning and losing, I want you to win. And the best way to do that is by getting into the word, applying the truth and seeing God come through for us every single time so that we can be winners and not losers.
1: Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> yes, Pastor. Amen. So Pastor Jenkins, what are the characteristics of the antichrist and how can we know or be able to identify, or is that so important right now? Cause I know that is a subject that I've been hearing a lot amongst others.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we're definitely living in what I call the last of the last days. And so there's all kinds of beliefs out there, obviously, where people will, you know, uh say, well, the Lord before this or after that or whatever it may be. But the bottom line is, I kind of like what my professor in Bible school said. Or maybe it's all going to pan out. Now, if I have a belief, I believe the Lord's going to come back before um the Antichrist is revealed. But it's still important for us to understand understand some of the characteristics about the Antichrist and how he's gonna be a, a political leader, a economic leader. Um he's going to be a leader in every way and in every realm. And so um when we understand uh about the Antichrist, we understand that, you know, uh it's gonna be a superpower. It's gonna be a person that can influence every every fight um, you know, they're going to be set up to sort of be the Messiah, if you will, and we need to uh be aware of that. You know, the Bible says that, you know, he's going to be able to persuade people that he's going to be a lover of men. In other words, he's going to want, uh, you know, to be liked by people. Uh, most of the time in the church, I tell people, you know, politicians want other people to like them, but true true prophets only want God to like them. So in the pulpit, Mm -hmm. we need, you know, prophets and not politicians. But in the world's scope, You know, when the Antichrist comes, he's going to garner some favor. People are going to want to follow him. And why is that? People want to follow people who are successful, right? They don't want to follow people who are failures. So the Antichrist has got to be somewhat successful. He's also going to have to have some Jewish blood in him, or the Jews will not receive him. And so you can look throughout the Scripture. The Bible gives us some great insight in Timothy, how we can identify if we are here, who the Antichrist is. Uh, because they're going to be set up as a messiah to take care. Look at all the economy things that are going wrong. Look at all the world things that are, 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 are not stabilized, the wars that are happening and going on. Well, guess what's going to happen? The Antichrist is going to step up, bring peace to chaos, and that's going to elevate him to a position of authority to where other people are going to want to follow him.
1: Wow. Thank you for giving that clarity. Pastor Jenkins, you have written several other books. The one that caught my attention as well is called Spiritual Assassins. Can you tell me a little bit about that book?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's one of my favorite books, and that's where I look at every spirit that's mentioned in the Bible. So there are 27 different evil spirits, if you will, uh, that are mentioned in the Bible. The Bible talks about the deaf and dumb spirit, the spirit of air, the uh, 27 different spirits are mentioned. So I give you characteristics of what that spirit is. I, yeah. I tell you ways that you can identify it, whether it be in your life or in someone else's life. And then I tell you, uh, what you need to do to get the best of those spirits before those spirits get the best of you. And so it's really a fun book. It's an, it's a book that is really a college textbook when it comes to identify on those things that sort of hinder us and keep us from walking in and fulfilling our destiny for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's a way for us, you know, not to sort of, you know, nitpick people and every little thing they do say, you got this and you got that spirit, you know, ruling and reigning in your life. But it's just a way for us to, you know, identify what it is. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about different spirits in the Bible and we need to know to be educated, to be trained in that area, because there's not a lot of people telling us that stuff. Um, you know, we're not trying to find a devil in every doorknob. You know, there may be things that you're doing that's bringing bad stuff to come. You know, you worry what you sow. There might be some evil spirits that are hindering you and keeping you from being everything that God wants you to be. And so spiritual assassins is a way for us to learn that, you know, the enemy can use so many different things physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally financially to sort of attack us and so we list out all of these different things so that you can be wise as serpents and harmless as doves so that you can uh, be trained school to rule and train to reign is what I say to know these spirits so that they do not uh, rule over your life or take you down a direction that's going to lead you astray you know the enemy's going to fight us. There's no doubt about that. Even Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, trouble, stress, and trials. But Jesus also said, be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world. And so if Jesus can overcome, we can overcome through Jesus, but we've got to have the tools. And so every book that I write is just a way to give you some tools to help you to be successful. If you had somebody come over to put a new roof on your house and they didn't have any tools, You'd probably be concerned, right? You'd be like, what do you, what are you doing? If you don't have any tools, how to do this? How are you going to do it correctly? Well, it's the same way with us and the Lord. And when it comes to fighting the enemy in our daily lives is we got to have some tools in our tool belt in order to use in order to be overcomers and be successful in our everyday lives.
1: Amen. So tell me, what is your greatest strength? moving forward into 2023
0: say it one more time greatest what
1: what would be your greatest strength moving forward in 2023
0: wow you know i think that depends upon the person but i think it's important for you to know what your strengths are just like you know what your weaknesses are think about it for a minute we usually tell people to strengthen their weaknesses right We tell them, you know, if you're weak in an area, focus in on it to try to make it stronger. And I agree with that, but I also believe that we need to strengthen our strengths as we are strengthening our weaknesses. Every one of us has a gift. So your gift is different than mine. Mine is different than yours. We all differ. We're all, you know, parts of the body of Christ, the Bible says. So my hands don't do what my feet do, and my feet don't do what my hands do. They have a purpose. They have a job. All of us, when we do our job and we focus in on our strength, that's when we're going to be uh, working at our highest level. And so it's so important for us to identify not just what our weaknesses are. I mean, you know, you know what your weaknesses are. I know what my weaknesses are. Most people know what their weaknesses are. But do you know what your strengths are? And are you strengthening your strengths? Are you trying to improve those things that you're good at? Because you may be in the top, You know, few percentage uh, points of better being something, being better at something than anybody else. Well, why not strengthen that? Become better so that you can share that. And when I give you my strengths and you give me your strengths, I'm a better person because of it. Doesn't give us permission to not work on our weaknesses, but we also need to strengthen our strengths because I think that's where we can be at our strongest is when we know what we're strong at and we use that to benefit other people and be a blessing to them.
1: Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Jenkins, how can someone purchase your books?
0: Yeah, there's tons of places they can get it. We just got picked up by Walmart.com. So everybody's heard of Walmart. You can go to Walmart.com. Just put in there the Prophetic Almanac for 2023. You can go to Amazon and you can get it there. You can go to Barnes & Noble. You can go to eBay, but probably the best place to get the Prophetic Almanac for 2023 is to go to PastorBillJenkins.org. Real simple, PastorBillJenkins.org. When you go there, i got 16 or 17 books. You can also listen to all of our radio programs. We archive them. We're on radio stations across the nation. So you can listen to it. If you don't get our program in your area, you can listen to it just by going to PastorBillJenkins.org and listening to all of the archived radio programs we have, we call it the Prophetic Almanac radio program. And then you can also, one of the best things we offer people is, I do a minute that matters. And it's every day, at 60 seconds, it's one minute, it never goes above that. And it's just a video devotional that we offer you every single day to sort of help you to start your day, get through your day, or end your day. And we call it the minute that matters. And so if you don't know how to find me on any, on any uh, individual uh social media website you can go to pastor bill jenkins you can hit the icon and it'll take you right there so we're on facebook twitter linkedin instagram tiktok youtube every single day it's one of the best things we do it's only a minute so if you can only handle one minute then hey do it think about it there's 1440 minutes every day i ask for one minute and it could be the best minute of your day it could encourage you and strengthen you you get a word from the lord that's really going to be the best part of your day. And so, PastorBillJenkins.org, you can listen to the radio programs, get my Minute to matter, and get all of my books, 16, 17 books in total. You can check it all out there at PastorBillJenkins.org. Thank
1: you so much. And before we go, I am going to ask you to, you know, do a prayer for me. And, but my last question to you is there, Anything else you would like to say before you do the well, prayers? Well, I think
0: if I had one thing to say, it would be, you know, if you really want direction, if you want a vision, if you want to be led by the Lord, if you understand how important it is that you're the sheep and he's the shepherd, if you're tired of doing things your way and failing or, you know, doing things your way and getting let down, things not fulfilling the expectations, then this book is for you. I'm not here trying to sell a book. I'm here trying to offer people direction and vision and give them a purpose for their life. And so, you know, when you get a copy of this book, it's only 110 pages, and it's going to give you the insight. I'm going to talk about everything about the number 23 in history, who's the 23rd president, sports players that have worn the number 23, including my favorite, Michael Jordan. I'm going to talk about generally 23, how does it fit into society in the Bible when 23 is mentioned. What does that mean? for you what about the scripture references uh that have a chapter 20 and a verse 23 in it all the chapter 23 it's really a fun book plus if you're born on the 23rd day of the year uh or of the month on any uh single year if you're born you know january february march april 23rd then you need a copy of this book because i'm going to give you insight and just give you like a birthday present from the lord if you will to every 23rd day person uh, that God has given, uh, you know, you the ability to be born on that day. Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a little word and encourage you in the Lord. And so get a copy of this book. It really provides direction and insight. It's not really my book as much as it's God's book. He gave me the insight. I just write it down in order to help you to be everything God wants you to be. I want you to win. And I believe that we're going to go through some tough times in 2023, but I believe that God can help us and encourage us and strengthen us as we stay connected to the lord and allow him to be our shepherd we're going to come out successful every single time
1: thank you so much and can you give a quick prayer before we go
0: yes lord we just thank you for this time for those that are listening lord for those who are participating in this time that we have i just ask god that you just bless them today lord we bless our nation we pray over our nation all the leaders The individuals, Lord, whose names we know and those who we don't know, God, you care about, you love us all. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us, strengthen us, and encourage us. Give us the best year of our life in 2023 as we're walking toward the cross and as we're closing the gap between us and you, Lord. We thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, listeners, I have reached my destination, and as always, I give you peace, love, and happiness, and I hope. Everyone will have a wonderful day. And I leave you with this quote I like to see myself as a bridge builder. That is me building bridges between people, between races, between cultures, between politics, trying to find common ground. TD Jakes. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio, Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help.